bro. I'm over here counting this bread. I keep the faces down. It don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, man. You can cut out whatever you don't need. Yeah, yeah man. D and D podcast. The biggest. The biggest podcast in the world coming together. We got that it. is amazing. That's y'all like D and D podcast. D and D. D and D level up podcast. That was my first company name. It was D and D Line Care because it was with my oldest son. It was um his godfather. We were like in sixth grade and we got our bread together. We made our own line company. His name was just um, DJ. So it was D and D Care. Hey, hey, D D and D. We tri- we triple we we multiplying over here, y'all. We 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 are leveling up. We added another D, literally, to the conversation. <laughs> oh, I didn't even you know I didn't even think about it. We added, 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 added this is crazy. This is crazy, bro. It's so, so good to have um, a good brother sitting next to us, man. With some, I feel like the intent to raise his uh, community yeah. is high. Yeah, I feel I, I I feel those vibes, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm mm-hmm. not, yeah, then we got somebody really good sitting with us, man. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get this type of um, uh, individual individual yeah. to sit and talk with you mm-hmm. or have conversations or level up with you. Correct, correct. Every day, yeah. And you gotta, you gotta. And we appreciate you for being yeah, on, man. Sir. I Thank appreciate the invite. Yeah, sure. Now, once again, D&D please D and D leveling up. <laughs> What I guess? Yes. DJ Bay. DJ Bay. DJ Bay. Yours truly, Dirk W. Taylor, Dirk Warren Taylor, DWT in the house. And, and you know, the last last one on the on the on the pod on the announcement podcast side of it, King D Money, aka Daryl Effort. All right. So basically, you know, this guys is is a financial podcast. We're basically just talk about business financial things, investing in yourself. Um, Mr. Bay, he has a lot of knowledge to share with you guys. We want to try to give you as much information to start leveling yourself up and starting. The hardest part is starting. So uh, without any further ado, uh, you just, you told us a, a couple of things about what you already do already. So kind of you want to just tell them basically who you are, what you do, and how you got to that point. Ooh, man. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> I mean, as much as you can in the time that we have. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm DJ Bay once again. I am. I always give my status whenever I present myself. I'm a Lenape Indian. I'm a descendant of King Tamanichi, White Eyes, and another plethora of great indigenous people who were um, detrimental in the founding of this great nation that we all reside in. So with me understanding who my ancestors are, I have taken the charge in order to make sure that I walk in that same path that they did in order to make this place so great. So I pride myself on educating people in the things that the average individual does not receive, such as like financial literacy, um, spiritual enlightenment, just making sure that those gaps within our community are filled by those people who actually understand what it, what our needs are. So I teach financial literacy. I help people get funded for their businesses. I help business startups, um, people who have interest in cryptocurrencies, metaverse. I have three cryptocurrencies myself. I code out the smart contracts myself. And um, we are on multiple blockchains. And just making the main reason why I mentioned that is because this is a new emerging market. Well, not it's an emerging market that's been around since between the 50s and the 80s, depending on which side you're speaking on. And a lot of people don't know that. 
So it's imperative that we, as a culture, as a people, do not get left behind and be waking up looking at, you know, like cryptocurrency, like people are looking at Netflix and Bitcoin now because they missed out in 09, 08. So it's imperative that we close that education gap so that we can assert ourselves in that financial realm. But that's pretty much it. Okay, you know, um, you know, uh, thank you again for coming. There was one thing that I did talk to Daryl about is about investing in yourself, in, in your business. It seems like you've invested a lot in yourself to get to this point. I mean, tell Morgan me. my empress will like. <laughs> so tell me some things like basically in terms of like if a person's trying to get a startup business, basically. We did talk about like startups mm -hmm. and we talked about what you, the things that you need in order to start to get yourself started, in order to, to get a business going, the standards that you need to have, um, the, uh, uh, the type of mindset that you need to have in order to start your business. Um, you want to expound on Anybody want to expound? I mean, no, I, I, I'll leave it up to, to <laughs> your good brother over here. Brother, okay. <laughs> um, so there's level, and we know there's multiple different types of business models. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to help some people establish business models with less than $100. So it depends on if you're looking to register within a state or if you're just looking to start up because there's public and private commerce, and that's something that a lot of people don't understand. So... You can, when you register in the state, you're saying that you want to be able to receive some of the privileges that this state offers when you're conducting business, and that's not always necessary in order for you to run a business. In most cases, you just need an EIN number, which you get from the IRS, which is completely free. So then right now, we're still at zero right now. Right. So paperwork, you can pull free templates offline in order to get your, um, your articles of incorporation, your bylaws. You can pull a free template and you just swap out the name with the company name that you established after you call it IRS for free. Get your EIN number. So now you have your documents, you have your EIN, and you have everything that you need in order to go open up a bank account. Mm -hmm. So let's say I want to do a lawn care company and then, you know, like I already have a lawn mower come on grass. I have a rate. I could go to Dollar Tree, go grab some trash bags and things. You know, like we're still well under the $100 threshold here. And yeah. it's really about what I like to do is we I established an um, algorithm I call it ten and ten. So we take ten and ten. Yeah, we take the ten things that you believe that you like slash love to do, and then we also run those against the ten most beneficial things that are going on in the economy, the most paid things, and we run both of these against each other, and we'll pull the top three. But we don't get rid of anything. We utilize the top three in order to segue you into the other seven. Okay, so you don't start ten businesses no, no, no. the first day. You we pick the we pick the most beneficial, most affordable one, and we allow that to segue you over to the other nine. Wow. Okay, so we're building. We're kind of we're kind of like building a self esteem inside business. Yes. So you let one business flourish. You still have those other ideas you want to do, or even start already, but you you. They run that first business and let it incubate basically yeah, for the rest of your businesses. Number, let's say number seven through 10, overhead is over 150K. You have to work your way up into that. But we can allow mm. the, these first businesses, these first three, in order to you know help me get some startup, help me generate some business credit so I can go pull it down or either I run funds through this business bank account and it shows that this business is making enough money to where somebody would be willing to give me 150000 so I can make my dream business happen. Ooh. That, I think that's, that's, that I feel like that's some of people's biggest fears. Yeah. Is that they don't, they, they can see the end. Mm -hmm. They can see the, the million dollar business. They can see the, the $100,000 $100, yeah. business. But how do you get 
out of the day-to-day job to put yeah, the to money, put money into that to put money into the business to get to the hundred thousand dollars. That's a really good question because um, average nine to five, we look at it's just I tell people like have a like um, you know most individuals they say bird's eye view. I'm like you have to step back and have a god's eye view. You mm. really have to be able to observe things on a whole god's scope eye, god's instead eye of view. just tunnel visioning in because you're gonna miss something. Yeah. So when you can step back and you can look at the whole situation, it allows you to see like, okay, I need to pivot here. I need to adjust here. And when we're looking at um, scaling, most people are just, they see, like how you said, they see the end goal. They see the Z. You have the A. You know where you want to, you know where you're starting at. You see the Z. What about all the in-between? Yeah. That's what what I'm showing people. You can't forget the in-between. So we can get you to the Z, but... All right, we got the A. Now let's work on the B. B being your first business. Let's start this one. Then we can scale you up into your corporation, to your company. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, mindset, and also the mindset to get to oh. that point. Because a lot of times, it's like you can, you can just give up easily on a business very quickly. Because a business usually takes, what, three to five years to be profitable? Or, to, <laughs> depend, or depending on how good you are at business. No, so that's, 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 right? that's about right. Some so, of my most profitable businesses are about, they're coming up on six years now. Yeah, so it takes that amount of time. So if you think that this is going to be something that's going to happen like quickly, it's not going to happen quickly. It's something that you can't, if you have experience and you have somebody to advise you, you can go about, just like you're advising our audience right now, they can actually start making some traction based on knowledge. But you've got to acquire a lot of knowledge in order to be successful, and you've got to be around people who are already successful at That's doing That's what I was going to say. If you're if you're around people who are successful, they'll guide you, and you and all those landmines that you would normally go through a business, you won't have to go through because mm-hmm. they already they do it. Most people decide like I don't know where to, where to start, you know. Basically, mm-hmm. so if someone says, "Okay, I don't know where to start at this," where where should they go? What should they do? My question is like the ten and ten. Mm-hmm. What do you like slash love to do? Because if yeah. you hate it, you're not yeah, going to yeah, be exactly, good. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to yeah. let it fail. You're going to exactly. let it fail. Yeah. Let it fail. <laughs> I, I saw that one. I saw a speaker. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name, <laughs> but I went to this guy's convention. His name, he, he, he used to be the former uh, uh, president of the United States. That He has the same okay. initials as me, DT. All you know right. what I'm saying? So he, had a, he, had, he did say something, and I did get something out of this seminar. This is before he became president. Mm-hmm. He said that don't do things that you don't have a passion for. Say, I had a passion for real estate. That's why I'm successful because I like doing that. You do something you don't like doing, you're gonna fail at it because you just if you're looking at it for the money's sake, then you're just it's gonna fall. Because the money, after you get the money, doesn't make any difference. Your motivation is what's most important. If you don't have the motivation to do it, then it becomes like when it gets harder, you're gonna be like, ah man, this ain't working, I ain't making any money, you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna do this anymore. That is that is very true. But then there's individuals like me. I have learned to talk myself into doing things I don't care for. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Procrastination is one of our yes. weaknesses. Yeah, it's called discipline. Yeah. So I'd be like, get up, do it. I literally I coach and yeah. I I tweak my brain to where it's beneficial for what my plans are, not what I want, but what I need in my life. And that's what people have to learn to separate. Yeah. And that's 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 a hard lesson because that's a hard lesson for me because I always I've come to realize in 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 the little bit of time I've been on earth that sometimes you have to do Sometimes you just got to do the things that make money sense so that you yeah. can get to the things yeah. that you love. Yeah. So that you can work the things that you love. Because if 
you work the things that you love and things don't work out, yeah. you kind of breaking your, I feel like you're breaking yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're doing the thing that you're always passionate about, yeah. but that that thing that thing don't show you Any the same. It don't show you the same love at first. Yeah, yeah. That's people are trying to make hobbies businesses. That's why. Ooh, ooh, wow, wow, it's tight. Like some things are meant to remain hobbies. I remember when I was young, and it was a millionaire. I don't know if you all have ever heard of the um, the fertilizer company called True Green. They're like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. The, I know the person who sold his contract to True Green. That's the reason why True Green is who they are today. I used to work with him. His name is Frank. And mm-hmm. Frank told me, he was like, people will put their hobbies over their business ambitions. And this is coming from a dude who wow. directly in M's. And yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm doing karate at the time. I'm going heavy. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I'm like, is this shot at me? <laughs> <laughs> you got, yeah, man, you send people, you got to like, you got to like, you got to have self-esteem up. Because they'll, they'll make, they'll say things that just kind of, like you have to ask yourself, is, is it me? Yeah. And you have to step back and go, you know what? Maybe let me put myself like right here mm-hmm. and listen to the to this good information, like you were saying. Yeah, because um, you have to we have to be unbiased. Even like when he mentioned Donald Trump, that's a man who's raked in a lot of bread. He's lost it and got it back. Yeah. That's a winning yeah. situation. Yeah. Those are things yeah. you pay attention to. Yeah. And he paid less than a thousand dollars in taxes when he has how much money? Yeah, come on, you yeah, pay attention yeah. to it. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and, and so it's funny, you can actually learn from people just because you don't like them doesn't mean you can't learn from them. That's you know a what whole saying? Can, other bag of worms right there. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> have to respect them. And huh. this is, this, trust me, this is not like, You don't have to respect them at all yeah, you to, have to learn a lesson all, from them. To learn a lesson. Because basically your life lessons come a lot of times through your problems. Yes. And through you trying to figure things out. So if a person's a problem, sometimes you're trying to solve, like if they're a problem, they're really not affecting me in any way, like his, whatever he does, but you can learn from him. Even with um, former President Trump, like mm. individuals are presented in our lives for yeah. a reason. Yeah. And most time it's for a learning experience. Yeah. I don't have mistakes, I have learning experiences. Yeah. Perception is everything in yeah. my world. Yeah. And people be like, you're so opt-. I'm like, I'm slightly optimistic, but I'm super realistic. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not pessimistic. Yeah, pessimistic. Because right. I'm yeah. I'm going to shape my world. Like I yeah. tell people I have no oppressor. Nobody's ruining my day holding me back. Yeah. I don't allow that those type of things That's to right. manifest in my mind. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I create the world that I desire. Exactly. I create the business situations I desire. Yeah. And I like literally if I say I want this much money I've done it before. I'm like, I'm gonna make this much today. Yeah. Because yeah. I I say it, I think it, I put it into the atmospheres, into the ethers, and it will manifest. Yeah. And also, I actually work towards it because yeah. the same way I was saying, a man without works, works. fake without works is dead. Exactly. So you gotta work now. You can't do. You gotta work. If you're gonna try to put something together, and if you want to start, you start first, then you start working at it. And I realized one thing: if you do have a nine to five job. You've got to get to the point where you're passionate about making it work, which means stop watching TV, stop doing other things that, that's distracting you. Time from management. Doing. Time management. If you manage your time better and you start saying, okay, listen, this is where I want to be at. You know, I had to come to the realization, even in business, that, listen, how much time am I expending? Because if you have a 95 job, even Gary Vee says that, as soon as you get home, that's your business time to work on your business. You get that time period where you can work on it and get certain things started, or you can leverage it with other people that you have. You were gonna say something. No, I was I'm, I was doing the math because like um like I'm very 
open about my affiliations. I was one of the youngest Masons to be initiated in the state of Michigan. So I understand what that particular brotherhood or that science means. Mm -hmm. And they have a teaching within that order. And you break your day up by three parts, eight hour periods. Mm -hmm. So usually eight hours for work, eight hours for rest and eight hours for your family. Mm -hmm. That eight hour system don't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> it does not, not work. Yeah, right. you know, I sleep most days four hours mm -hmm. and then I work for myself. So most days I'm working well over eight hours, in yeah. some cases yeah. 12, and then I have a little one. Mm -hmm. So what's that? We got 12, 4, 16. Mm -hmm. oh, I, I still have, but then I'm going to want to eat. Yeah. And then, so that's what I'm thinking about when you're working and you're doing your nine to five and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You, they give you an hour for your lunch. You have to clock in. You have to actually drive there. You're actually giving more than that eight hours because yeah, travel yeah. period. Yeah. And then, like, you don't, if they don't pay for your lunch. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this right here is a God's view. Yeah. You, you got to see that whole, you got to see your whole schedule. People think you just come to work for those eight hours. Yeah. No, you're getting up, yeah. getting dressed, Correct. clothed, ready yeah. to get in the car. Mm -hmm. Then you drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get there. Then you, who knows? It might not even be time for you to clock in just yet. True. You see it. You see it. Because a lot of stuff, even, even any job, is there's idle time in those jobs. Yes, yes. Like, yes. Really, you got yes, to realize how much, like I used to work as a teacher, and at a certain point we had like, Time it was like we might have two or three hours of just idle time, and you know, that is planning. idle time is hustle time. Hustle yeah. time. Idle time exactly. is hustle time. Idle time. Idle time. Let's say that again. <laughs> idle time <laughs> is hustle, hustle time. time. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime, like empty hands is never it. Yeah. Like I just we have a um, a private family office. Um, we deal in private equity, mm -hmm. so I uh, just grab all of our members credit profiles, I clean up everybody's credit and they're gonna be in a position to get funded by December. So it's just understanding like most of these are people who work. So having a network, it actually helps people to segue out of that nine to five situation. So building a team is very important and also understanding what it is that you want because unless your nine to five is something that you're doing yourself, you're usually allocating out your time to someone else. And there are not many cases when wealth has been derived from those situations. Mm. Mm. So it's far, far and few in between, right? Well, you're Unless you make it six, seven figures working for somebody. This yeah. is, that's the yeah, only way yeah, to do that. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. I mean, it's really, to be honest with you, unless you're making six figures, to me, personally, you're not really getting where you need to be at. Because there's so much you got to deal with, just as a man or a mm -hmm. black man, period. Like you really need to have a certain amount, a level of money in yeah, order to dealing to, as a as a uh, yeah, U.S. citizen exactly who, be, who pays taxes exactly. You, if you're making well, above those six figures, I'm tax exempt. Yes, sir. see, I help people. I help people do that. Get a church. Figure yeah. out if you belong to a tribe. You know, taxes is following. You know, it's literally yeah, yeah. respectfully. Y'all can look this up. I'm not just saying things. You can look for the federal law that says you must pay taxes. That is voluntary. This is why I say people don't read. But if you operate through a social security number, you then are assumed to be a federal employee and then take on tax, take on liability. tax liability. Oh, yes. wow. 
because taxes are another reason. Well, people who are usually wealthy, they avoid taxes, right? Like, they, pay less, they, 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 less, taxes. they don't avoid. They pay less taxes. I'll give you an example. Like it's interesting. Like when I was when I was in when I was in school studying to be a, a, a principal, they had this 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 section where they kind of show you the demographic, like where like more affluent areas they pay less taxes, and then the the more you know the, like the lesser or the more impoverished places. They pay more taxes for more goods and services that are around that area. Mm -hmm. So because they need more police, they need more firefighters, they need more of this or that, they pay actually more taxes because they need more services. When you're at uh, more affluent areas, they never needed to have that many services because... Perfect. Miami versus yeah, Southwest Ranches. Perfect example. Yeah. They have all those police. I haven't seen not one cop car in Southwest Ranches. Yeah, <laughs> it's different because they're more. They have more money to spread around, and guess mm -hmm. what? They have they, they need less policing because guess what? There's not that most people are rich. There's not going to be a lot there's, of robberies yeah, going on. There's less you know people. There's less people. There's less people on more land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> nothing but magic. So it's, it's, which is not which is nothing <laughs> but an equation for. Having less municipalities have to be there, yeah. Because yeah. if you and then those type of those people, those type of people, um, are self sustaining Sustain, most of the yeah, time. They right. they take care of them. They can take care of themselves. If there was something going on, mm -hmm. they're not looking for the police to Correct. to fix it as soon as something happens. Yeah, yeah. they can they they try to assess the situation on their own. Yep. Yeah. They got you know they got many different other avenues that people who don't have. Or in those positions don't have. And that's the benefit of being able to establish yourself financially. Yeah. Like yes. you gain security yeah. exactly. on multiple important. levels. Exactly. There's a lot of security, and that's the thing. You know, you know, when you start thinking about financial independence, you really it's really just creating a secure life, and a, and a, and a life that has options. Because like really, you only as you're only as good as the options that you're able to it, to to exercise. So if you can't exercise options, it's like you might want to do something, but you don't have. It's either you got to gain strategy to get someone to help you to get uh -huh. to a certain point, or you take it. And you can't, you can't just take things, right? So you you got to get to the point where you understand, like listen, or you align yourself with somebody else. Like we talked about this whole thing about you know we talked about this before is that um, the business models that different billionaires have, like Warren Buffett. And PG Farms. Yeah, exactly. Rockefeller, how they align themselves. Insurance. Insurance. <laughs> and they align themselves with individuals who help them leverage where they were at to get to a certain point. And they just did whatever they did. They concentrated on what they did, but they, they had to have somebody else. Mark Cuban had to have a group of individuals. They bought a bar. They were successful. They all branched out after being successful at that bar. He took his money and leveraged it into something else. You got to take, you got to get, but you've got to, to realize you don't have to do this by yourself. You've got to align yourself with either somebody's going to give you some knowledge. You got to find or, the people who will do it. Exactly. You that's, find that's, 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 that, that is the journey. That's the journey. You that's the journey I'm on right now. I'm on that journey right now. That's why the Europeans have no problem. They, they could despise each other, but they going to. Break bread, break bread, bread every together. time. Yeah, yeah. And I hate time, but we get paid tomorrow, so I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. I don't like Hank or yeah. his wife. Exactly. But they <laughs> help us They help us get Johnny yeah. into the equestrian center down the street. Yeah. Yeah. They, they help us secure that spot. Yeah. 
that we need for Sarah to be in ballet school yeah. next next month. And when I hear you say it like that, I realize what it is, and I say it all the time. We're too emotionally involved. I was, you know, it's so funny. Ooh. I was, just, I'm about, you know, so funny. Here's the thing. I was like, man, you know what? I said we are as a people, we're very emotional. And we're a lot very of deep it, in that. We're very deep in that because we 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 we're in a society and a culture that we have is that we we base we base a lot of things off our emotions. Mm-hmm. Like we're like really like we mm-hmm. we're passionate about a lot of things. And we're very critical about other things. We're very, very critical about each other. Like if you if you see two black men walking down the street towards you, right in the middle of the night, what do you start thinking about? All types of different all types random, type of of <laughs> random stuff. You think now, randomness? You know what I'm saying? I remember I saw a video where they had like like a couple of black guys. They went. They were going to and from houses. They were actually singing Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. But 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 the impression of looking at it in the first initial was that. Yo, well, yo well, this is a gang. Or what, are you gonna rob people? Or, you know, and that, and that, and we don't understand this. We're only a certain We're a small percentage of the population. Sixty percent is Caucasian. The rest is is a, a certain a certain. You have Hispanics and you have Asians, but sixty percent of this country are Caucasian people. So if that's the case, okay, and I gotta see those. And I'm like, how? <laughs> it's like how? Yeah, I'm like how? So so they all they none of them are from here. That, like, how did they outpopulate us when we're the original people here? Well, I'll tell you one thing that's interesting that I that I saw. It's, it's a video. I gotta send it to you guys. Is that when people came to this, like, where people who were Caucasian came to this, there was no Caucasian. It was like, I'm Scottish, I'm Irish, mm-hmm. I'm this, I'm that, or I'm Italian. When people, when the, those other cultures came here, people, the the government and certain individuals said, okay, listen, we got to separate these individuals. We got to create, create some class divides. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, these people are not going to make any money. You know what I'm saying? Because it's really the rich against the poor. It has nothing to do with, with skin your color. Nationality. You know, your nationality. Really, yeah. So it's like, I remember that this one of the individuals, like, when I came here, people were telling me, I was telling people, I'm Italian. But then, like, they're telling me, no, you're white. You're white. You're not Italian. You're not Irish. You're not what you call it. You're white. So it's so, laws. They exactly. don't, that's, that's, so they wanted them to assimilate, you know what I'm saying? Sorry to cut you. They wanted them to assimilate into this quote unquote white culture or white race because we're not gonna give you any money, but guess what? You get you get to be white. That that's 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 your payment. So when you see situations where people are like like going about classism, those people who are poor or poor whites, I remember there was a, a situation where uh, uh, it wasn't H. Rap Brown, it was uh, uh, one of the guys who used to be in the Black Panther movement. He was we had what is called the Rainbow Coalition. Mm-hmm. We had like poor whites, poor blacks, different Hispanics, all were coming together because they were realizing it wasn't a racial issue. Mm-hmm. It was an issue with terms of class rating. Colorful laws. Yeah, it was classes. It was like, it was basically, we don't really care about if you're white or black. We care if you're rich or poor. And the people who were in power were like, listen, we're making all these classes to divide them to fight each other because guess what? We're not empowering the the, the, the the generation. We we are a democratic republic, which means that you know it's not for the people by the people. That's not what the, we're actually a democratic republic. It's supposed to be for the people by the people, but it's not. It's the government who determines that, and that's what they put on the on on the rest of, of the country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what you saying? I'm saying it's a, the yeah. projecting yeah. of classism yeah. is mainly put it so in retrospect to what you're saying. They say it's not about color, but there's people, if you're classified as black, which is a social misnomer, and a lot of people don't understand that in in law, I'm a tribal attorney for a couple different tribes. In law, black literally means civil litter mortis, which means legally dead. So if these people construct 
these colorful terms in order to place on people, they're putting you in a losing situation whenever you accept these colorful terms. Mm. And so-called black people are redlining the credit, but yeah. so-called white people are not. So we're talking about financial situations based on your status now. Mm. So so-called white neighborhoods don't have credit issues. If you're in a hood or a ghetto, they redline your credit. Sold it. Yeah, they've been so. You know, it's interesting. That they should pick this up. I was looking at a, at a um, at a documentary on Lil Baby, and they were talking about the, when when the Olympics, the Atlanta Olympics came to well, the Olympics came to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. They started to knock down certain impoverished areas and gentrify those areas so that the world wouldn't see like what the poverty that was going on there. And so they would move people, whole people out of their, their their neighborhoods and knock all their buildings down, knock where they live. They had to try to find some place to live. And because of course they don't own it, right? So mm -hmm. they have to go. And and, and those were around, surrounding stadiums. And what they also did is they created a, a situation where they started militarizing the police to try to drive individuals from one area to the next because they didn't want any type of crime or any type of thing. But they were like, mm -hmm. and one of the person who was, who was like, you know, focus on this the most. It was like, oh, I don't care if you are impoverished. I don't care if you had a, a rough upbringing. I don't care if you were born in the ghetto or whatever. It was, it was our current president who put a lot of those laws in place that's actually, you know, uh, uh, allowing for a lot of our black men to be incarcerated at this point. Oh, that was well before he was president. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, the three, the three yeah. strikes rules and things like that. Yeah. People should really look into people's history before they start endorsing them. Exactly. I'm like, instead of being emotionally involved, look exactly. for the better businessman when it's about running a business. Because, like, the United States has an EIN number. There it is. It's yeah. literally a business. Literally a business. <laughs> it's a business. It's a business. You got, you everything know, is a business, really. Everything, really. Everything really. comes down to business. And if, if you don't actually start running your life like a business, you are always gonna be, you know what I'm saying? You gotta run your life like a corporation. You're the CEO of the corporation. You know what I'm saying? You're marriage, marriage. Marriage is a business. It's, that's what it originally Marriage was is a business. <laughs> people don't realize marriage is a business. Like people think, oh, it's, 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 a, it's a social contract and all this thing. No, marriage is a business. It's like any other business. And you dealing with any, it's a, we're all playing a game. Really, everybody's playing the game. It's mm -hmm. how to win the game. Some people know more about the knowledge about the game. Monopoly. Uh, yeah, monopoly. You get color money. Color yeah, money. Yeah, color money. Supposed to stay jail. You get your token, yeah. and usually that's your social security card, your birth certificate, so that you can move around and conduct your commercial activity. Yeah. And you're supposed to acquire as much real estate as you can. Yeah. And you know, like have a good relationship with the banker. Yeah. Craziest thing about that is that they actually do have a spot for jail. Yeah. So. That lets us know, like, like, if we weren't playing this game yeah. as as colored people or black people, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. then there were other people playing this game. Yeah. To include jail yeah. in there knows that you might end up there, yeah. but then you might end up on Broadway yeah. on the next <laughs> turn. <laughs> you might go there for a little while yeah. because you evaded. You evaded taxes. taxes. <laughs> <laughs> you evaded taxes. Yeah. Man, on somebody else's property. One of your neighbors put you there because they don't, they want your property. Yeah. You may be there for a second, but that, that's what I'm saying. This, this game speaks to game. it. It's not the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the end of the game. You can still come out of there and own three three hotels on each one of the, the slots before the game ends. Any people yeah. on the railroads who go to jail. They go, that's what I'm saying. The game. We have, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, it, it's like it speaks to the like uh, how, how I feel like they teach other co cultures to be a, a little bit fearless. Yeah, yeah. Of certain situations, we yeah. stop at the jail. Yeah, 
Yeah, we stop. We literally stop yeah. there yeah. because it provides, as as a black man, it provides you with yeah. food, yeah. shelter. Yeah, it's for yeah. some people companionship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, let, I mean, I don't want to go that. I don't, I don't like, that far, but but like, real. Like my fresh air, my you want fresh air, and my women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some people like that, like the three square meals a day yeah. and, ha- and being able to do 500 push But see, yeah. for, with, when we are able to assert ourselves properly financially, we should be able to establish centers for individuals to go and yeah. not be yeah. real rehabilitation centers because it's a great movie I watched when I was younger, Michael Moore, Where Do Bay Next? I seen how they run prison systems outside of the United States jurisdiction, like over in Greece and mm-hmm. stuff. Like if people are doing drugs, they walk. They're like, "Do you want to come in?" They're not arresting these people. They're like, "Do you want rehabilitation?" And they have keys. And like, bro, they live like they live in like my luxury apartment that was in Miami. Like for real, bro, they live in good, no bars. They have keys to their home cells. I'm like, it's amazing though. It's because of what the country or the people want for these people. They yeah, want them truly rehabilitated. Correct. We and, and we want we want slavery because you know what? I realize this country slavery has not ended. Because a majority of Article the, 13. Yeah, yeah Amendment 13. Yeah, Amendment 13 but you know, it hasn't it hasn't ended because it's just converted into into another another system. It's sharing another yeah, face. It's just it just has another face on it because most prisons are privately owned. So if most prisons are privately owned, that means that there's a there must be some type of motivation to get people into that prison. Who's feeding that system? They just had a judge who just had to pay a whole a whole bunch of millions of dollars in judgment because he was sending uh, kids to jail for small little different um, infractions. Mm-hmm. And after a period of time, they're going to stay in the system. They're going to continue to stay. You get in the system after a while, you it's, probably, hard, to it's hard to get out. It's hard to get no, out. Exactly. No one's going to hire you, so you're going to go back to doing the things that you, you were doing before. It's, right? it's, it's a losing situation. Exactly. They yeah. understand the half school they created. There yeah. it is. And they know that. So what happens is they're feeding, and what are they doing when they're in prison? You know, making license plates for, for pennies on the dollar and, and things like that effect. So they're working. It's free labor. It's free labor. And guess what? We've got to get to the point of being, you know, waking up to this. Like, listen, we're, you know, I see, when I saw some Black Lives Matter uh, protests and things, I'm thinking, listen, you know, that doesn't hurt this, this economy. This doesn't hurt this country. What hurts is money. You know what I'm saying? If you come together financially, because we're the we're one of, we're one of the largest consumers of products, just us as a people. Mm-hmm. We're like we have so much purchasing power. Why are we not taking all that purchasing power and using it for our own benefit and leveraging it for ourselves? Go ahead. We're not taking that purchasing power mainly because we don't have businesses to patronize amongst one another. Correct. Because if we have more companies like I, I literally know women who are going to only melanated women to get their nails done right now because they don't like the way the Asian women are doing them. If there were more melanated nail salons, yeah. more of them would be getting patronized. Yeah. We have to make the businesses to keep the money within our system. Otherwise, yeah. who, who, I'm like, yeah. we don't own no gas stations. Exactly. Girls get that every time. We don't own hotels. Yeah. You, yeah. Hey. Otherwise, it, yeah. otherwise it's man, it's, it's always in my head. I'm like, why, why do we have that much purchasing power? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that somebody's got to be giving us that yeah. type of money. We We've always put been us the number in that. one working force. Always number one working force. We've yeah. always been the number one working force. Wow. We have always been the ones to have created. So that's the whole the whole FBA Foundation of Black America argument because they say they're the ones who built America today. 
So right. if that's the case, remember, we were the ones who had the trades. We were the ones with the skills. We were building the railroads and stuff. And they, they came over on boats later, and they had to learn what we were already over here doing. Ooh. So we have always been the number one working class. They, we are the ones who pay our bills, pull the statistics. Like, we pay our credit cards, everything. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, some, somewhere, don't quote me, y'all, we're 13% of the population. I think it's 13%. Close of uh, United States. United, United States. States. Okay. United States. I think we are 13%. It's somewhere between there. I feel like they're lying to us. If they, they don't want us to know, it's a lot of us. A lot of us. A lot of us didn't pick, didn't yeah. pick black or well, we colored, know, you know, non, non yeah. uh, also, Hispanic. Exactly. A lot of us didn't pick that. Exactly. Because we knew what the deal was. Yeah, and it's also based on the census. Yeah. we don't do the census. We don't. No. You know what I'm saying? We don't do the census. How 13% of the population? That's true. How does 13% of the population? Yeah. Spend more yeah, exactly. than the uh, than, than the, the what 87 percent? Yo, math not math. It. It's That's not math. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's not math. It's not making sense to me. We the number one spenders, but it's more y'all. So you telling me y'all hold all y'all money? Exactly. If it's true, if it's true, <laughs> y'all write us in the comments. You yeah. show us yeah. the stats and tell us the truth. We, we may be off just a little bit, but we just want to give y'all the disparity. Just give y'all the, the God's view of yeah. the disparity that we yeah. see. Yeah. Going on, if you start thinking about these numbers, you can't. But you can't do nothing but ask yourself questions. Like, if we got that much money coming into this, into thirteen percent of the population, to carry basically what you're saying, carry all the businesses, paying out for certain things. What type of? we, we must be really wielding the, the giantest stick ever. Exactly. <laughs> but just, if you don't and, know, never, and don't know that we got this much power behind us. I, you know, I that's just, hard. That's, that, that's what bothers me. Like, my issue is like... Why is, like, our, why is our self-esteem not higher? Exactly. It's, that's not the problem. That's not the problem. Okay. It, it boils down to education. Yeah. Mm. That's really what it because we allow other people to educate, educate us. Oh, that is true. So... What we think, <laughs> we're we're not even thinking for ourselves right now because you've been taught to think in this box that I've constructed for you. I've gave you the information, the parameters for you to operate in basic economics, supply and demand. We most of us wash our dishes with Dawn dish soap, right? But they only have the sun stuff that you see at Dollar Tree in the store. You still gotta wash your dishes, so you gonna buy the sun stuff. Supply and demand. You're gonna. Take what I give you. Take what I give Whatever's you. left on the yeah. shelf is the only option. You oh, have. what I, oh, yeah. what I, yeah, oh, what I tell you, you can have. And, and see, and this is the problem for me. Like, I'll give you an example. One thing I did saw the disparity between us starting off. You know, we're coming in here as workers, right? We really built up this 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 country through cotton, which is really textiles and clothing. That's why we have so much money here in this country because basically it's been off the backs of slaves, right? So if, if that's the case, maybe, right, that's, that's the, say that's the argument. My issue is that, okay, we, we haven't gotten paid for all that that time. So it means that generational wealth has been built up. Y'all not going to You see what I'm saying? Uh, I understand, but I have a devil advocate's response. Okay, tell me. Because. We did talk about the whole slavery thing. and yeah, about, we, we, we did talk about the fact that we had people who were like, um, not indentured servants, but we had people who already were workers who were already here beforehand, and now and then also there's a lot of a lot of a lot of um, misconceptions about slavery because mm-hmm. not everybody could own slaves. You know what I'm saying? There were slaves like everywhere. You had to have money to have a slave. First of all, you had to feed them and you had to make sure they they had shelter. I mean, of course, and not everybody mistreated their slaves, right? You but people do had had. 
people who had money had had slaves. And then some people who, who were black at the time, or mm-hmm. African Americans, they end up getting out of slavery and purchased their own slaves. So you people freedmen. had former former um, uh, slaves who were freedmen who decided to purchase slaves because that was part of the South's economy. That's the whole reason why uh, you know, it's all about money. It wasn't really about, it was about having a free labor. It was, it was about having a labor force that, that, that feeds the economy. The mm-hmm. South needed that, that labor force to feed the economy. It wasn't about, oh, I, I don't like you because you're black. It, no, it's, this is business. Yeah. This, there's nothing to do with, this is all about money. That's so what it boiled down to. That's all it comes down to. So we we might happen to be the product of the commodity that, that is used to get money. You know what I'm saying? We have like vested interests, like well, for instance, all the qualities that we have that, that are exploited, like our music and our sports and, and all the other things that we have mm-hmm. that are qualities, all that is used to exploit. We don't take the value, we don't like value ourselves and like say, oh, hey, listen, you know what I'm saying? Because if, if, why would we continue to allow it to keep happening? Because we don't look at it like that. Once we're emotional people, yeah. And like we don't, we are not going to monetize things that are spiritually attached to us. And that's where, yeah. like, remember these are things we've been doing since we've been here. Yeah. Like documented, we were here first. Mm-hmm. And if we were here first, we have the ability to be on every landmass as well. So one, it boils back to education and what we believe. Because when it comes down to slavery, some individuals decided to give us a blanket story and tell us all of us are slaves. Yeah. But when you look at my family genealogy, not a one. We actually own 300 indentured servants. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the word slave, slave refers to slob, which are pale people. Mm-hmm. So when they talk about slaves in history, this is why I feel like they're kind of trying to pull it out of schools now because yeah, they're trying, yeah. to, trying to clean it up. Yeah, yeah. Because when you actually, when you do have genealogy, which is the records of who slept with who in order for you to get Critical here, race mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. actually are able to see like who, where your family members were and it will be documented if these people were slaves. Mm-hmm. People, like yeah. for, they would be on a plantation. There would be some form of records. They kept records because they were able to go down and track these people like how we see in the movies mm-hmm. if they ever left, right? Mm-hmm. But when almost and I do genealogy for some people sometimes. So mm-hmm. almost 90%, I've only come in contact with two people who said they were slaves. And when I asked them, were they family members were slaves? When I asked them about the genealogy, they said they hadn't even done it. So I'm like, you actually have no evidence that your family ever even partook in forms of slavery. So we are dealing with the blanket story, taking it, which also puts us in a further position down the pedestal because it says that we were oppressed and somebody came here they educated us and they did everything for us versus us being established having already like my family had towns and stuff we had paved roads we had electricity we had running water we had irrigation and stuff over here so we clearly were educated before colonialism or any contact with these people but when we get this blanket story it's like you can't do anything without this so where does that put a child where does that put a melanated man Mentally, Ooh. it puts you behind, yeah, and then yeah. you never think you can do well financially. You never think you can do well in life because you've only been taught you have always been a lesser. When we are the ones that they come from, the the yes. Pro- yes. propaganda is, yeah. is on another level. Yeah. It's it's, 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 it's crazy that that, yeah. that that and it's we talk about mindsets of uh, young men. I was sitting with a class today, and I had like a I don't know I had like this little epiphany in my head, and I was like, we're going to start playing recorders. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? And I say, okay, I pulled up Amazon. I say, you can order this one right here. It's $8. I say, $8 is a good price. But I scroll down and I see five for $15. Mm-hmm. I say, 
Hold on. I, for, for some reason, I feel like, like explaining this to a fifth grade class. Like, here's what you could do. And it's not taking advantage of anybody because a lot of people already know the mindset in the, in the room. They're all going to be like, oh, you're, you're trying to get people to, you're trying to scam people. The, big, the biggest word some, this year in, in, in little kid talk, scam. Yeah. Scammer. Scammers. They they love they, that's one of the big words. I'm, that's one of my big words for the week, yo. So I'm like, okay, if they're selling it for eight, you could sell your other four that you bought for fifteen dollars for that same eight. Mm-hmm. Or even less. Let's say you want to be let's say you want to seem like you're nice. You want to feel fluffy about it. You can sell it because it's just your feeling. Yeah, it's your Because people gonna pay eight dollars for that one right there anyway. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Whether you whether it or not. you pay it or not. <laughs> whether you ask somebody to buy it or not. Mm. Then I said, I said, he said, then I had a, a young man sit next to me. He said, Well, I got money already. Mm. I was like, You got a problem with not with getting more money? Mm. Like, but but he repeats to me, mm. I got money already. Mm. And I'm like, what I say, you I oh, said, wow. you want like LeBron, you got LeBron money, <laughs> or you got you know what I'm saying? You got you what, lunch money. what type of money? You got lunch money. He's like, man, I got I got fifty dollars. I'm like, well, I say I say, come on, I say, look at this for me. And I say to the class, I say, every pair of Nikes in here was made for maybe sixteen bucks. Yeah. Well, inflation, twenty now. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. Every pair of the Nikes that you're looking at in this room, I say, look at all of those. They were all made for $16, but they sold them to you, mm. or for my size, for $200. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You, you don't want to make... You, he, said that was, he says that's stupid. I said, it's stupid for who? Yeah, exactly. Not for, for the business. It's not for the business. <laughs> I said, you got on a pair of Nikes right now. Yeah. But what type of money you want to make? He said, I already got money. And mm. it, it, mm. it's crazy because I saw... I, I automatically saw him as an adult. Yeah, I already got money. Yeah. Like I got enough. Yeah, I got like I'm set. Yeah, I'm, I'm set. With, I'm set with this. I'm yeah. set with that. I don't have to. I don't have to um, have a dream of being bigger than where I already am. I'm kind of set. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're f- in fifth grade. Yeah, exactly. We have to. Te- we have to make business cool. I thought yeah. I was by telling them that you just <laughs> paid two hundred dollars for a fifteen dollars shoe. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I realized something. The faces that I got, bro. It's, it's the mentality in this generation. Is is I gotta have it quick. If I don't get it quick, I don't get quick money. But it's all it being shown. It's exactly all it being shown, and they're not being shown how to. The examples of, of making that's, money that's over media time. Education. Yes, they highlight. They highlight athletes over teachers. There's no reason why, and I respect and I love LeBron James and the things that he do within the community for sure. Great, guy. but there's no reason why, fam. I, and I know you worked hard in the gym and you grind, but why are you getting paid more than teachers? Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. To the me. teachers are the reason why you got to the point where you had to go because you had to get filtered through them. And yeah. if they didn't give you the grades you needed and taught you the things that you, you would, right. and I, I know that man does math on the court. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this you got are, this why everything, but math is there. Okay, okay. Supposedly in Japan, they do revere teachers. The mm-hmm. Teachers make a lot of money there, mm-hmm. but the vetting process is very hard. That's what it's yeah. supposed to be, and it's what that's what it's supposed. That's to be. what it's kind of supposed exactly. to be. And um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. The vetting process, Florida, Florida's mm-hmm. really, 
you got the test we got to take to do yeah. Florida teaching yeah. is on another level than a lot of other states. Yeah, that's true. Um, not every state, but yeah. a lot of other states. Yeah. And and if you could make it here, you, you can go. You can pretty much go get your yeah. license just uh, certification yeah. just about anywhere. Yeah, because it, it's funny you should say. I just I just want to interject my daughter because the reason I I was thinking about that because my daughter was telling me she was like she said when she went to Minnesota for school for uh, about a year or so, right? She said it was like a breeze over there. She said it was harder down here. She moved back here, but she was like, it was harder. It was easier up there for what for what I did down here. So basically, she said it was harder down here than it was over there. As a student? As a student. Oh. So she said, I've just I breezed through everything. I thought it was easy breezy when I came out here for college. But I went to I went to yeah. military school though. I went okay. to private school. So okay. And I also went to a private college. Yeah. I see you got the family. Yeah. I got it. Florida Florida University. It's okay. It's this. We're not we're not direct enemies. Next stop. Yeah. But over here, Florida University over here, the only HBCU here in South Florida. Yeah. Once in again, South Florida. In South, South Florida. Florida. South Florida. South Florida. South Florida. Yes, because I went to Daytona Beach. Yeah. That was okay. my first college. And then I was like, let me go to Michigan State. They got good ag programs. Okay. <laughs> you got you to gotta go with a program where, where it's going to fit you, man. But uh, that's the college talk is a whole other situation. Yeah, a whole other Mindsets on, on money is yeah. really, really what I was trying to get to in this conversation, man. Mm-hmm. If... You had a piece of advice for young men that wanna that wanna break out of, um, let's say, of a, a a poverty mindset. What would you What would you advise them to do, or, or just to get finan- or just to get started on their financial literacy mm-hmm. journey? Where would Where would you start them at? That's a good question. When you say for young men, I. I I, I appreciate that it's just tailored to young men because you know we have to be mindful of the way we speak to our sisters sometimes sometimes people say I'm, my, my words are calloused but okay. I'm like um, yeah I feel like a lot of things are sugar coated here and that's the reason why so many diabetics we gotta chill with that Ooh, <laughs> a bar but um, if I could part any wisdom and I, like, I have a 10 year old and then I have a 1 year old so I'm like I think about them and like if I could tell my boys anything and you know I look at any child I come in contact with, you know, mm-hmm. it takes a village to raise a child. So, like, these are my babies, too, mm-hmm. respectfully. But um, if I, I catch anybody, I do this with any young man. I always, because people are different, and some people have different ambitions and different goals. I always tell them, know what it is that you are looking for in the world. You establish a plan, and you set up the steps in order to execute that plan. And there are... You are your greatest enemy and also your greatest star player. You will be your downfall and you will be the thing that rises you to the top. Because I am my greatest praise. And my girl says sometimes, she's like, you don't allow room for compliments. But I'm like, if I'm not supporting what I'm doing, how do I expect you to support what I'm doing? It's a pole frog that don't praise his own pawn. (laughs) You, if whatever you do, Make sure you love it, you support it, you think highly of it, and you just know you're number one at it. You could be the absolute worst, but in your mind, yeah. like I said, I tricked my in your mind, know you are great, be great, and you will manifest that to work, even if it takes time. As long as you keep on believing it and you work towards it, it will happen. And I am evidence of that. I have scaled companies past 
my first company I made, this one right here. If you Google the revenue of this company, it's over $5 million. I made this sitting on the couch. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's my mindset, man. He's got a different mindset. Just yeah. change the mindset. Get that God's eye view. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, as we wrap it up. Yep. Cause it's been, it's been, ah, man. It's, the things we learned, we, 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 yeah. we, yeah. we, we can keep going, guys. This, this, so this don't stop right here. This don't yeah. stop. DND podcast always leveling up. Exactly. But I, I want to ask one more question that I, I see. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going, David Shans, uh, I am biting this question mm-hmm. from your podcast. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm just going to give credit where it is. Yeah. Where do you see DJ Bay? Or whatever name you might change to in between no, now in the next, because I know I got a feel, I got a feeling I got a feeling this brother evolves. Yeah, yeah. And you don't always, and we don't always stay under. Yeah. We don't always stay under that name because sometimes we we move with the name moves with doesn't move with us. It's like P Diddy. We got we got people like that, but watch Peter. You got those. You got so many people that got so many titles, man. Yeah. That the titles don't always stay with you. Yeah. They don't always stay with you. So it's who who you are, and if if you're evolving, Mm -hmm. sometimes those titles change. And with that being said, where do you see yourself or the entity therein (laughs) in the next five years? Okay. Within five years, with the things that I'm working on, to literally today, and some of the phone calls I had today, I plan on being on one of my estates that we're having built. Um, just pretty much checking in on the valuations of all these corporations that I'm establishing. So I, I, I see myself five years from now in a large estate. That's my family land, and. Like I'm talking about acres and we just chilling. I don't know because it could be on our land in Belize. We just got some more acres in Africa and that's a couple spots I like out in Florida. So I'm gonna be in one of them houses <laughs> making business calls. making business calls on an estate that belongs to your family. Yes, your family. and it's not just a, a substantial estate, y'all. You understand? It's gonna be a, a substantial. substantial. Oh, not, real oh, the house, the house, the house itself may take up an acre. Yes, that's. <laughs> That's a lot of cleaning. That's a lot. That's a a family right there. That's That's a whole lot lot of family. Yeah, man. And it's been it's just been freaking awesome once again on the D and D leveling up podcast, y'all. Make sure y'all get us up in the comments. Like, comment, and subscribe. Do not forget to leave your your views on this situation in the comment section. We love to hear from y'all. We love to hear from you. If you don't know, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> from the great biggest smalls. Uh, I just thank everybody for being here and uh, for this uh, this podcast. Guys, I hope you actually are encouraged by the words that you hear. Uh, if there's something that you see, uh, you heard, or you heard, or you saw that you didn't agree with, we want all the smoke. Just put it down all in the it. comments, and we're going to try to address it as best as possible. And, um, and it's D&D Leveling Podcast. Yes. Anything you want to say? Oh man, I just I appreciate the invite and I hope I didn't um overspeak my welcome and I hope I get to come back. <laughs> oh man, oh, hey, brother. hey, just because you, you said that, you're coming back. Just because you had to say that, you're on your way back. You're on your way back, man. We already scheduled for podcast number 15. 15. Okay, <laughs> I'll make sure I put it on the schedule. Put it on the schedule. All right, all right, guys. Yeah, peace out. If that's still recording.